off the leash for the Phoenix, the richest greyhound race in the world at Melbourne Greyhounds The Meadows, Saturday, December 17. It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. Certainly is off the leash time on this Tuesday afternoon. George Ferrugia is about to join us because we're only four days out now from the Sports Bet Phoenix on Saturday night at the Meadows. And there's been drama already this week because uh, one of the major contenders, Plaintiff, who was going to represent the Ned slot in the Phoenix on Saturday, has suffered a serious injury and uh, has now been replaced by Zippy Tesla. George Ferrugia joins us. G'day, George. G'day, guys. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Disappointing news, obviously, for the Thompson Kennel and connections of Plaintiff because he would have been a, a major player on Saturday night. He's been in good form of recent times, but devastating that he's suffered a hock injury and it's probably likely to um, end his career. Yeah, look, it is. and um, Nobody likes to see it happen. No Greyhound fan. Um, my heart goes out to connections because... Um, look, I've been a big fan of, of Plaintiff for a while. I just think he was a greyhound that was perfect for a race like the Phoenix. And um, he's heroic during the Melbourne Cup, where he was only about half a length away from winning. He showed good speed, and he was one of the first picked in the Phoenix. Um, you, you got to hand it to the slot holders there, who who went after Phoenix pretty vigorously, and uh, who went after Plaintiff pretty vigorously. Sorry, and. Look, it, it almost paid off in getting into the to the big dance, but unfortunately, injury has struck. So they were in a little bit of a scramble yesterday because there were six greyhounds who were part of um, a list of reserves that were going to be mentioned. But because the reserves hadn't been put together yet, the official fields hadn't been released. Uh, Neds were given an opportunity, obviously, to pick their replacement as part of the rules of the Phoenix. And They've gone with Zippy Tesla, so they've gone for almost a chalk and cheese type greyhound guys, one of the greyhounds who doesn't show early speed but absolutely powers to the line. So, look, they're going to be relying on a little bit of luck. And, you know, there was other names like Amron Dan, all spritzed up, uh, Kasaya rejuvenate in that list that they had to choose from. But essentially, at the end, they decided to go with Zippy Tesla. George, how has that list worked out, the reserves? Are there nominated dogs that you're restricted to choose from? Or if you said, listen... They're all good, but I like another one. Are they allowed to choose that dog or not? I think after a certain point of time, there is a list of greyhounds, mm-hmm. Cosy, that nominate um, to go onto the reserves list. Yep. Um, and I think they're the they're the group of dogs that they had to choose from. If it happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago, obviously they could have scrambled and, and gone for a different dog, but they were sort of hamstrung in a, in a sense that um, these were the picks um, that they were. Um, that they were allowed to, to choose from. Um, yeah, look, it's not ideal, but it's just something that unfortunately happens um, when you're dealing with with all um, sports. Um, injuries do arise. And, look, it's an interesting choice for me, guys. I mean, Zippy Tesla, if you had a look at the list that they had to choose from, Zippy Tesla is clearly the most um, um, battle-hardened and he's a, he's a Group 1 winner. He's got terrific form at the Meadows. And that essentially, I think, what got him over the line. I spoke to a couple of people in what their thoughts were with Rejuvenate. And I, I've come to the same conclusion that if I had the slot, I just don't think he'd be ready to take on these type of dogs yet. Mm. Does he have the same ability? Clearly he does. Um, and maybe Rejuvenate's pulled up a little bit um, worse for wear after his run on Saturday as well. I'm not too sure. But 
Um, I can understand their, their point of view with Zippy Kessler, but just looking at the race, guys, he's going to have to rely on a lot of luck to win on Saturday night. It's an interesting choice, and I guess, George, the other consideration is there's greyhounds that have travelled down to Tasmania as well, which would have been in contention for that slot had the injury been suffered a few weeks ago. You know, there's 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 greyhounds going around on Thursday night, so that basically rules them out. Um, the Hobart Thousand Runners. Um, I think it's interesting because Neds would have been in a position where they go, righto, the safe option probably is to take a, a greyhound like Zippy Tesla where you know what you're going to get. Um, he'll stumble out of the boxes and he'll, he'll charge home like what you've said, George. And he, he goes around as a what? A $10 chance, $10, $12, $13 chance on the night probably. So yeah. you know what you're going to get. But I sort of look back to last year's Phoenix and think about what wow she's fasted at such an early point in her career and think, could they have taken a bit of a risk and gone, righto, let's see if the connections of Rejuvenate are interested. Um, yeah, he, he might get blown away on Saturday night, but he could be the X factor in the race that actually gives us a winning chance. So I guess that's the conundrum, and it's the conundrum in all slot races. You see it with the Everest as well. You, those that wait right up until the last moment before they select their their horse to go into the race, um, <laughs> you, you, it can go either way. You can be left with the best horse that's on the way up, or you can be left with nothing. Well, a couple of um, comments to make on the back of yours there. First of all, you make a really good point about the Hobart Thousand. Can you imagine if Fernando Mick was available? Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden, um, those greyhounds drawn off the track, like we've seen in the Melbourne Cup, do not want a Fernando Mick drawn in box five. Um, the other point you make about Rejuvenate, they may have had those conversations and maybe Connection said, look, he's just he's a little bit worse where after the run he wouldn't be ready anyway. So Matt, privately maybe they, they had mm. those discussions. What this does for me is is a massive bonus to Amon Boy because he had uh, plaintiff drawn on his outside, and as good as Amron Boy is going, absolutely he was still going to be a huge chance to win the Phoenix. But now without plaintiff coming out, looking towards the fence, showing that low five-second speed to the first corner, now all of a sudden Amron Boy's got Zippy Tesla next to him. So, and I think that's shown up in the market, guys. Amron Boy is now an equal favourite at $3.30. She's a pearl's blown from $3 to $3.30. So they are equal favourites in the race. Amron Boy's got El Dorado drawn on his inside, who's a good beginner without being an outstanding beginner. So Amron Boy now faces She's a Pearl and Paddy Wants Pats in that run to the first corner. Now, both of those greyhounds can beat him out. There's no doubt about it. If he gets to sit behind them without any interference, he'll beat them the way he's going at the moment. And he's running 2940s at, at the Meadow. So this, the scratching, as disappointing as it is for plaintiff connections, and I hope the greyhound's okay and Look, he'll have a stud career, obviously, because he was such a fast dog. But I think connections of Amron Boy will say, wow, all of a sudden we don't have that pressure of plaintiff coming down on us for the first 50 to 100 metres, which, as you know, in greyhound racing, guys, is massively important. Um, I think Wow She's Fast was well-drawn beforehand, and she's still well-drawn, to be honest. She's got a slow beginner on her inside, and they're keeping her safe at $4. It's such an intriguing race, guys. I would have much preferred plaintiff to be in it because... It was a cracker with plaintiff in it because he added another element early. You had boxes one, two, and five going to that first corner um, all together. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really interesting, and it adds to the intrigue of this race. George, could you have a situation because, wow, she's fast, has got the slower beginner inside her. Ramron Boy loves the rail. 
goes out and um, you could have him in a real physical battle with the three on the inside. She gets a clear run down with a bit of space on the outside if she begins. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's shown to do that in the past. What will be in people's minds, Cosy, though, is the fact that she led Amron Boy um, in that shootout mm. and he just about got her mm. over 10 metres shorter. So he's drawn again on her inside. Yes, he has to navigate She's a Pearl and Paddy Wants Pack. There's no doubt about that. He went 5.04 last week, guys, which was clearly his best for a very long time for the first marker. That connections would want him to... If he replicates that, guys, he would be almost an odds-on favourite. He can't lose. If he does that, George, he can't lose, can he? Yeah, well, considering the way he's gone over the last four to six weeks, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. Mm. It's just Look, anything can happen in grand racing. He could... Check off the heels of those greyhounds if they begin a little better, and all of a sudden the race is open to Cosy's point with well, she's fast. They're going to go into this race. She trolled enormously at Sandown, but that's no surprise with how she's fast. She does that all the time. She's got a greyhound on her outside, Tiana Bell, Bell, sorry, who's having her first look, I believe, at the Meadows, who's who's 100 to 1. And if well, she's fast beats her out, Tiana Bell won't know where she's gone. And our boy, McInerney, is not a fence crasher. He wants to use a little bit of the track. So that's our hope for RSN, for Team RSN. If there's a bit of a, a coming together on that first corner, we might go a couple of boxes out, Cosy, and, and see McInerney make a run down the outside. Mm. So, yeah. look, there's so, there's so many pieces to this puzzle. But as it stands right now, pound for pound, if Amron Boy begins as well as he did last week, he's in a position to win this race. George? Why don't we go through from box one out, make a case for and against each of them? She's a pearl, the for and the against. The for is that she's a big-time performer. Her elite speed is incredible. Um, she's able to break greyhounds up with, with her just devastating turn of foot. The against would be that it's her first start at the Meadows. She's had a couple of trolls there. Um... She will have dogs like Amron Boy and El Dorado and these type of greyhounds stalking her. Um, and as we've seen, she did shift off the fence a little bit at Sandown. We heard connections say that she seemingly handles the meadows better than what she did Sandown. So that's the advantage for her. The box drawer plays in her favour. But it would be a monumental effort for her to beat an inform Amron Boy, wow, she's fast, Patty wants past El Dorado, who have been to the meadows and done that and set unbelievable PBs. If she's able to beat them... Hats off to her, and she deserves to be the first greyhound to win over $2 million. Yeah, she's an interesting runner, there's no doubt. Um, we haven't seen a great do deal of her for, di for different reasons. Um, she's been under wraps in a lot of ways since she's come down to Victoria. If she pings the lid, she's going to be awfully tough to beat. I think Paddy Wants Pats is an interesting runner too, George, because um, he had support going into the Melbourne Cup, and obviously it didn't go to plan on the night, but... Um, the heat win was sensational, and uh, that support on uh, on final night was was interesting. And from box two as well, if he can jump and lead, she's a pearl. Then all of a sudden, he puts himself in an interesting spot. Absolutely. And if he had drawn where plaintiff was in the Melbourne Cup, we would be talking about Paddy Wants Pats as a greyhound who comes into this placing in a Melbourne Cup. Mm. Would he have been able to hold out Yashi Bale? Maybe not, but he would have run top three, but guaranteed. He's got a terrific record from inside draws. He's got that early speed you speak of. He races well at the Meadows. Um, you're talking about his pros. His cons, we haven't seen him since the Melbourne Cup. I don't know if he pulled up a little bit sore after that because he did get knocked around on that first corner. Um, look, he'll be as fit as he can be. Um, 
the, the fly in the ointment for him is that he just doesn't want Amron Boy, where well, she's fast, these type of greyhounds right on his tail. Because if there is a question mark about Paddy Wants-Bats, it's probably his last 50 metres if he's got those absolute stars sitting right on his hammer. But he could lead all the way as well. He could lead all the way. If she's a pearl doesn't begin as well and holds him out, he will be the leader of the race. And if there's any trouble, he's going to be running 29.70s out in front. And as we've seen with Photo Man, if he ran 29.80-odd, that could be enough to win the Phoenix. What about El Dorado? Well, El Dorado's last start at the Meadows, guys, he gave plaintiff about a four or five length start and running down and run 29.70-odd. So clearly he comes into this with really, really good form at the track. Again, he's one of those greyhounds who he doesn't have the pace of Paddy and she's a pearl early, but he's right there behind them. So the, the, the pros would be that even if the one and two began okay, he could get a lovely sit behind them, and we all know how, how strong he is. He, he comes from a female who was a really strong 600-metre chaser, and it's not to say he doesn't have speed, but he really gets to the line well. They're his pros. His cons are, if Amron Boy beats him out, I don't think he can run Amron Boy down. Well, he can't. So that's the, the con for him, is that he's got dogs like Amron Boy and Wowshi's fast. And at their best, they can show a little bit more speed than him to the first corner, and that's where he'll be in trouble, and I think a place chance would be best on that on that point. And George, Amron Boy, we've, we've touched on him. He's the joint $3.30 favourite with She's a Pearl, and... The way that I see it is that if he's leading at the first turn, they basically are going to have it... It's going to be very difficult for them to catch him. So he almost just wins from that situation. But he can also win if he's not in front as well. He can run them down. And I guess that's probably why he's the favourite. And in many ways, he's probably the one that you could back with the most confidence on Saturday night. Yeah. Again, if we're doing it from a pros and cons point of view, the pros are he's the informed greyhound Mm. in Australia. And you spoke about it at the top of the show. Um, there's no hard and fast rule about for a slot holder in the Phoenix. And I think we can get that from a small sample size. You can go early, like Sportsbet did last year with, wow, she's fast, and people are saying, was she too young to be in it? Um, and it works out. You can go early and pick plaintiff, which I thought was the right move, because at that stage he was a greyhound that was going to give you the characteristics you need to in a Phoenix. And then, unfortunately, you get crueled by injury. So... I think SEN did a terrific job with Amron Boy because they picked him up at the right time where he was coming through, mm. and now he's in a position where he's probably the informed dog in Australia. The cons for him is that he's probably not going to get it as easy to the first corner as he did last week. And when I say easy, it wasn't an easy thing. He still had to go past Landon Bale. He had speed drawn on his inside. But now he's got She's a Pearl and Paddy Wants Pats to contend with to that first corner. So that's where it's going to be a bit tougher. So I think he's going to have to come from behind at some stage. But he might be leading down the back, Matt. Mm. And if that's the case, they won't beat him. Because I've, I don't think I've seen a greyhound consistently run 29-4s at the Meadows like he's doing. So he's absolutely redlining at the moment. And with an ounce of, ounce of luck, he's the greyhound to beat. Place of scratching, all the more positive for Amalon Boy. Can Zippy Tesla work its way through the field? Oh, I, I, I just... There's, if there's a hundred scenarios, there might be five out of a hundred mm. where that would be the case, Cosy. So, so the answer is no. Um, I think his best hope is a place chance. We've seen him run on in a Melbourne Cup, sort of like that, where he's he's powering to the line. But if dogs like Paddy wants Pats and she's a pearl, and, and these type of dogs are highballing out in front, he's, I don't think he's going to have enough to run them down. So, I think if he runs a place, especially considering they've only found out four days before 
a phoenix that he's in the race um, would be a monumental effort. But really long odds for me in terms of winning it. And he's at $12. I'd suggest that he's probably more of a 25-to-1 shot. George, Wow, she's fast two months ago was really the only greyhound people were talking about in relation to the Phoenix. I'd say along with She's a Pearl, and she was one of the first greyhounds locked in. The landscape's changed, as it so often does in greyhound racing in a short amount of time. But what she did do at her last start is prove that she's still got immense amount of ability and, and talent because she she beat Amron Boy in a match race. I can't wait to have a chat to Cal Greeno about where she's at with her box manners, etc. But she looms as an interesting runner because I think she's gone under the radar a little bit now. Yes, she has. And I loved, I think we called it Roaming Bentley when uh, Andrew was out <laughs> there on, um, on for the box draw. And I think um, he um, urged uh, Cal from behind a pole. I don't think um, Cal wanted to be interviewed after he drew box six. I think Cal's quote was, this is probably verbatim, I hate box six, but, <laughs> but if, you, if you have a look at it now, guys, and even when Plaintiff was in the field, Plaintiff was going to carve across a little bit, but now even more so with Zippy Tesla off box five, I think she's drawn really well. Mm. I really do. McInerney is not going to come across on top of her, especially if she begins cleanly. We don't know what we're going to get from Tyana Bale. Yes, she's shown speed when she's been in Queensland, but this is not Queensland. She's coming to Mexico now. This is a different story. Zippy Tesla's a slow beginner. Amron Boy's looking towards the fence. If Wow She's Fast begins cleanly, she's going to get clear running for the first 50 to 100 metres. And we all know her acceleration after that point. Oh. So that's the thing, guys. If you, had, if you had to say that who are the two fastest greyhounds in the race, it's clearly Amron Boy and Wow She's Fast. Like, clearly she's a chance with clear running. I've always wanted to go to Mexico, but you're talking me out of it a little bit now, George, because <laughs> if the weather's this bad in Mexico, I've got no interest. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. George Farouge is with us for Off the Leash on Big V Racing here on this Tuesday afternoon. There's one greyhound we haven't spoken about yet, George. He's RSN927's representative in the Phoenix, McInerney. He's drawn box eight. Can he bag the station a million dollars on Saturday night? Geez, it'll be a fair Christmas party, guys. Um, <laughs> a couple of Bursaki hams floating around. And, uh, no, it'll, be, it'll be good fun. Look, more interested in the sling, to be honest. Uh, be... Yeah, absolutely. Look, it, it was interesting because... Um, Obviously, the inside three boxes were taken, and, and trainer Brendan Purcell had no hesitation in going for box eight because he wanted to avoid any greyhound that was looking to crash to the fence. And look, um, he's a, a very, very fast dog. We know that. Um, he had no luck in the heat of the Melbourne Cup, obviously, behind the eventual winner in Yachi Bale, where he just missed a kick, and he's much better than that. His early speed is good without being outstanding, but he can get to the first mark and around the 5.10 mark, guys, and there is a bit of a shuffle up. He's one of those greyhounds that doesn't need to lead to win either. Um, he's uh, obviously a greyhound that came from behind to win the million-dollar chase. He came from behind to defeat Paddy Wants-Pats in his last victory at Sandown in 29-28. So, look, he's had a good week. I think Brendan's really happy with him and... Yeah, I'm just happy with where he's drawn because he'd be left alone out there. And um, yeah, as we said, if there's if Ambron Boy takes the front, I don't think anyone in Australia is going to beat him. But McInerney is going to be right there if, um, with, when the whips are cracking if he can just stay out of trouble in that first corner. Could Wow, she's fast, just be the lure to bring him across? Yeah, look, she might. I mean, she's certainly not a fence crasher, but she she will um, set some speed and, and might give him some cover, mm. for sure. Um, he's just going to have to nail the start going to have to get everything right um his record uh, from wide draws is good obviously his record from inside draws is good as well but 
Um, just a really fast beginning is what we need from him. Um, and and we're in this with a chance, for sure. His last win off Box 8 came when he was uh, racing at Launceston during um, his stint there, and he won in very, very fast time at Lonnie. So uh, he's got the form on the board. Go McInerney. Yeah, certainly go McInerney. We'll talk more about it as the week progresses, George. And on Friday, we'll do an in-depth preview of the night overall, and we'll also go through your, your top four selections for the Phoenix, uh, there's some great greyhound racing right here in Victoria before that, though. On Thursday night, we've got the final of the Laurels at Sandown Park. Have you had a chance to do the form yet for Thursday? Yeah, I have. And look, before the, the heats, we were really keen on Baby JC because, as we said, she um, is all of a sudden racing against her own age and her own sex after going through the Melbourne Cup Series. Same with Kelsey Bale. And they're the two greyhounds that are really high in the betting. But Ailey Bale... Based on her run last week behind um, Baby JC, is a $3 favourite after drawing box one. And as we said, Team Galbridge uh, certainly training very well at the moment. And look, with the, with the clear running, you think Ailey Bale would be hard to beat. But Kelsey Bale and, and Baby JC will make it very, very interesting. Um, a couple of the other greyhounds, Jackpot Jones racing in really good form, but as much as $26. But she'll have her supporters because she, she is racing well at the moment. Uh, Team Ennis uh, with Guelph is a greyhound that, that qualified impressively as well. But I'd be looking towards Baby JC and Kelsey Bale here. Ali Bale's the favourite, but that's where we're going to have a play, Baby JC. Good and, on you, George. And, and, Georgie, what about the Hobart 1000 on Thursday night as well? We spoke about Fernando Mick. He's come up a short-price favourite on Thursday night for Tasmania's only Group 1 race across all three codes. He was so close to winning the Melbourne Cup for David Gill. And uh, from box two, he looks tough to beat on paper. What are your thoughts in the Hobart 1000 on Thursday? Yeah, look, guys, he's $2.40 favourite um, for the Hobart 1000. He was the quickest heat winner. Um, clearly, he's going to be hard to beat, especially if he can step cleanly. There is a big watch on Power of Buddy for mine off box eight. And he's a greyhound that can be hard to catch around the two turns. Obviously, he's a Bendigo Cup winner, held a track record there. Hobart is just made for him. Just he, He's a big striding... Uh, Greyhound that loves those sort of U-turn tracks. I think he's drawn really nicely. He's got a Greyhound called Vice Grip next to him who can never be discounted in races like this. And I tell you what, that's where the value lies, guys. Vice Grip is $8. He was narrowly beaten in pretty quick time last week and um, he's in this up to his ears as well. They're the three that I would suggest are going to be hardest to beat, but um, I've just got to watch on Power of Buddy, especially if he can just begin cleanly. He's got unbelievable mid-race acceleration, um, and he's a greyhound that can run the distance um, as well. So Power of Buddy for mine at $3.80, but I'm certainly going to have a play on Vice Grip at the $8 mark. George, a couple more before we let you go. There was a text that came through. It says, can you ask George how good Mr. Perfect is? Mr. Perfect? Yeah, he's, I quickly looked him up before. He's, he races in Sydney. His last start was at Wentworth Park. So um, he's obviously off our radar at the moment. We've got some other greyhounds to worry about. But um, one of we'll our listeners is all on it, all we'll over him. Here we go. I've just got his record here. Five starts, four wins, and one second. So uh, Michelle Sultana is the trainer. And, uh, yeah, won his last start from Box 7 at Wentworth Park by 11 uh, 11 lengths, and when he's uh, the start before that at Wentworth Park by 13 lengths, so he's going well. Yeah, he ran 29.67. I just looked up his form. Now, obviously, he's just started, and we've been that busy with some of the Victorian mm. stuff. We haven't really looked there, but... He could be the Phoenix Greyhound can... we want next year, George. Oh, look, from what I can gather, 
he's not blessed with a whole heap of early speed, but just powers home. So he could be one going places um, as he steps up in distance. And guys, incredibly, he's another one by Zambora Brocky. Obviously, uh, Brocky uh, has thrown Amron Boy through plaintiff, and uh, obviously, Mr. Perfect is starting off his career. Been an, a terrific sire, Zambora Brocky, guys. So from limited opportunities, she's he's thrown some fast ones. Yeah, and the king of heels, Ville Unleashed, Kalinda broke the track record once again, George. Just keeps breaking his own track record. 16.06, guys. 16.06, it's incredible. If, if you go around there and run, you know, 16.50, 16.60, James Vandermark will just start to get a little bit excited. That is a pretty hot run for this greyhound to go 16.06 on the back of breaking uh, his own record in 16.20. And, and mind you, when he stepped up to the 350 metres at Heelsville, he went 18.79, which is almost the, the track record for 350 metres. Clearly, he's going to be set for the Terrelgan Cup, this greyhound. Watch out for him. Uh, and it'll be fitting for Jason to, to win a nice race. Obviously, they would be hurting with, with plaintiff not taking its spot in the in the Phoenix, but hopefully Unleashed Kalinda can... Um, can help with that um, uh, in the next couple of weeks. It's certainly motoring. And it's interesting, Heels, when you get a good straight track dog there, often they can go on, some of them, when they go to the, uh, the the single turn tracks. Oh, absolutely. And as we know with um, Terrelgan, guys, Terrelgan is a track with a really long straight and it's sort of like a J-bend. So mm. I think Jason certainly has got that in the back of his mind. All right. Well, good. What about your tips today, George? You better get them before we let you go. Absolutely, Horsham, race nine, number four, a greyhound called Flurry Bale. Certainly better than a three-pin form. There's been some specking for it. It does show some good speed. I, I like where it's mapped here. Um, despite box four, I think you can get some clear running and be right in the finish here. Uh, quality numbers at Horsham. Uh, first leg, number eight, one out. Second leg, four, seven, two and one. Third leg, seven and one. We come home with seven and three. Warrigal uh, tonight, uh, race eight, number six, Hamilton. One of my favourites, coming back from injury, I know it's a tough gig to um, to get him back after an injury and expect him to win first up, but he certainly has the ability to do so. I've got him on top race eight, number six, quaddy numbers two and one, first leg, second leg, number four, third leg, three, one, six and eight, and we come home with six and two. Good on you, Georgie. Good luck this afternoon. Brilliant analysis as always. We'll chat tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow, guys. Here's George.